Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. On this episode of Parts Per Billion, if you're suing a fossil fuel company and the government weighs in on your side, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you'll win the case, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Hello and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. So perhaps only our biggest fans will remember this, but the very first episode of this podcast way back in the spring of 2016 was about what environmental policy would look like if then-candidate Donald Trump became President Donald Trump. Well, now it's four years later, and we've got another presidential election on our hands, so it's time to do some more speculating and look at what would happen if former Vice President Joe Biden becomes the 46th President of these United States. With around 100 days before the election, it's, of course, way too soon to answer a lot of questions about what a Biden administration would look like. We don't even have a short list for who he would choose as his EPA administrator. But we did get some interesting details about what the litigation strategy of a Biden Justice Department might be. And here to talk about those details is a familiar voice to many of you, Bloomberg Law's Ellen Gilmer. Ellen and her Bloomberg Law colleague Stephen Lee recently reported a story about how a future Biden administration might get involved in some high-profile climate change lawsuits against fossil fuel companies. Ellen explained exactly what this means. Joe Biden has committed to getting more involved in plaintiff-driven climate litigation, and that's like a really specific, interesting thing. Definitely, a Biden administration would be very involved in environmental litigation on all fronts. But these climate cases are interesting because they're kind of like this new application of legal theories to try to get the oil and gas industry to pay for the impacts of climate change. And there's all these cases that states and local governments have brought. And the Biden uh, climate plan that was announced a couple of weeks ago says if he wins the White House, his administration will support those cases, will support the plaintiffs in those cases. Okay, so let's break that down. You're talking about plaintiff-driven climate litigation. What exactly are we talking about here? Which case, what types of cases uh, was uh, Biden referring to? This is a big set of cases brought uh, individually by mostly different local governments, cities and counties, and a few states. And they are filing lawsuits in state court and saying uh, the oil and gas industry, like big companies, the biggest companies, Exxon, Chevron, BP, etc., need to pay them for the local impacts of climate change. So let's say there's a case from uh, San Francisco and Oakland, and they're worried about sea level rise and its impact on infrastructure in those cities and like the actual 
cost of fixing the roads um, and fixing other things that are damaged by things that are linked to climate change. They think the industry should pay for some of that because it's the industry's product, fossil fuels, that are the primary driver of climate change. And that was one of the things that you and Stephen mentioned in your story is that you, I think it's either you or one of your sources drew the parallel from this to the tobacco uh, litigation, which uh, there's, you know, famous litigation uh, brought by lots of state attorney generals. Uh, against the tobacco industries. Is that a, a fair comparison? Yeah, it was actually uh, candidate Biden who made that comparison in a, a campaign speech he was giving somewhere, uh, which we quoted in the story. Uh, and basically saying that, yeah, these climate cases are kind of like the tobacco litigation because they attempt to hold this kind of behemoth of an industry financially accountable for the impacts of its products. So let's talk about what it means to get involved. Like if, if uh, we have a Biden administration and the the Biden DOJ is getting involved in these cases, what does that mean? Does it just mean they're going to be filing amicus briefs or is it even more than that? We don't really know. Um, so let me read you what it said. I'll read it to you because it, it's really short. So it's like this this passing uh, you know statement in this big old climate plan. And it just says that if Biden's elected, he'll uh, direct the attorney general to strategically support plaintiff driven climate litigation. <laughs> That could, that could mean a lot of things. Yeah, you, you mentioned amicus briefs. That's um, what legal experts think is the most likely thing that um, would amount to strategic support. Um, but there are other options. Some of their sources mentioned that, you know, a Biden administration, if elected, could kind of do some behind the scenes coordination. Um, there are some DOJ grants um, that could be in play. Uh, there are some other like creative ways that any administration can can support different types of litigation. Interesting. Uh, and let's focus on amicus briefs here for a second, because I guess I, as me, not a lawyer, when I think about amicus briefs, I think, okay, it's just sort of a, an outside party just filing a brief saying, here's what I would like the court to consider. Uh, but I, I got the sense from your story that it's a little bit different when the uh, person or entity filing the amicus brief is the federal government. And so I guess that's why this is this could be a really big deal in these cases. Yeah, uh, you know, DOJ when it files a brief in a case, it gets it gets a little more consideration uh, by a judge uh, than your average amicus filer. And an amicus brief, of course, is a friend of the court brief. Um, and when DOJ files a brief, you know, it's it's signaling this is important to the federal government. The government has some thought out views on the legal issues here, and and the court should listen. And that's particularly relevant in the climate cases because there's a lot of legal debate over whether these claims that the cities and states are bringing are, are actually rooted in state law or federal law, and that's a big deal for how they play out and, and potentially could affect the outcome in the cases. And it's important to note, too, that the Trump administration has already been involved in these cases. So it would be a big deal if Biden were elected and this happened. It would be a total shift from what's been happening the past couple of years, where the Trump administration has been filing these briefs on the industry's side. So we're going to take a quick break right now, but when we come back, we'll have more from Ellen on whether the intervention of the DOJ would sway the outcome of these climate suits. Stay with us. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart 
That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services and claims, The Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. We are back and we're talking with Bloomberg Law's Ellen Gilmer. She and her colleague Stephen Lee recently reported a story about what would happen if a future Biden administration jumps into the climate lawsuit fray. Ellen says that's tough to say because these lawsuits are entering into brand new areas of environmental law. I think it is right to say that these cases are very ambitious. Uh, and having DOJ on your side in, a, in an ambitious case where you're kind of hoping to break new legal ground is definitely helpful. Uh, but it's probably not going to be the deciding factor. The deciding factor will be the law, will be you know all the legal doctrines that are at play um, and all the kind of nitty gritty stuff in the, in the litigation. So for example, um, I think it's helpful to spell out a little bit of the tension here that's in these cases. Um, part of the issue is that the cities and states are saying, we are bringing these claims under our own state common law, um, meaning we're uh, accusing the industry of like nuisance and product liability violations and things like that that would fall under this domain of state law that should be heard in state courts. And the industry's defense to that is, well, actually, these are federal issues. You're talking about climate change and uh, what you're doing will affect federal climate policy. So uh, these should be heard in federal court and ultimately we should win because you can't bring these kind of claims. That's a, a drastic oversimplification of, of the argument, but you get the point. And that's why, and you, and you can see then why it's important to have DOJ's views. And so far we have DOJ saying like, yep, these cases, you know, need to be, need to be slowed down at the very least, or, you know, they need to be heard in federal courts um, instead of being allowed to proceed in, in state court. And, and so if the Biden administration came in and said, actually, it's not really a federal issue and we're cool with this litigation going on, then a judge might be like, oh, OK, well, if the feds say it doesn't bother them, then. Wow. OK, that's I, I think I understand that a lot better now that that's why, because this is a federal state issue. This isn't just a, uh, you know, the, the DOJ lending support to one side or another. This is a, actually a question of what court this should be heard in and. and yeah, DOJs can certainly have a big influence there. Yeah, so it's a question of, yeah, what, what court should this be heard in? And then once you sort out that question, um, if it should be heard in federal court, like does, does federal law and the fact that there is federal regulation in this space, does that make it such that these lawsuits are inappropriate, that they're kind of treading on, on the federal government's turf? So you and Stephen also spoke to some people who felt like the Biden administration shouldn't do this uh, if it comes into office. They shouldn't get involved uh, with, on the plaintiff's side in these cases. What, why is that? What did they say? 
So we, we had a couple of sources who take kind of a narrower view of this area of law, um, the climate litigation and tobacco litigation and, and other litigation in that whole world. Uh, and they think it should be construed pretty narrowly and that the Trump administration's involvement in the cases is fine because the Trump administration is advocating for keeping things narrow. And these legal scholars we talk to who take a, a more conservative view of the, these issues, they think if the Biden administration supported the plaintiffs, the Biden administration would be supporting like this big, broad, new reading of this area of law. This is, these are the people who are uh, in favor of tort reform, right? They're, they're opposed to the the widening of the tort process, I guess. Yeah, so so there are these people called tort reformers. Um, it's it's just a big um, position in debate uh, where people think that tort law, where you're bringing claims like nuisance, trespass, etc., that it should all be pretty narrow and constrained to like very traditional applications, and that anything like climate and PFAS and um, vaping and other issues that that's like a bridge too far and we need to reel in the legal system. So that's what um, this one contingent of legal scholars believe. And for that reason, they think the federal government should not be advocating on the plaintiff's side. That's interesting. I see. Okay. So it's not so much, a, it's not really an ideological issue where they're just, you know, the, they think that, you know, climate change is a hoax or something, or it's more, it's a, you know, it's a tort issue. It's, it's a, that if the Biden administration gets involved with the plaintiffs, it's a signal that, you know, it's open season for, for torts on any number of things. Yeah, that's what they would say. Yeah. So it's a legal debate. And then obviously, of course, there are also people who, who are just into the, that issue of, of climate and, and litigation and on the merits, you know, they favor the industry or not. Um, so there's that at play as well, but there's this wonkier legal debate. That's kind of an undercurrent in all of this. Well, we here at uh, Parts Per Billion love wonky legal debates. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. Yep, thanks for having me. And that's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check out our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself and Josh Block. Special assistance today came from Anna Yukonanov. Parts Rebellion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The music for today's episode is A Message by Jazar and Subway by Enrico Piranunzi and Silvano Cimenti. They were used under a Creative Commons license. Parts Rebellion will be off for the next two weeks, but we'll be back after our summer vacation with brand new episodes. Until then, stay safe and have a great summer. The killers of Berta Caceres had every reason to believe they'd get away with murder. Her work as an environmental activist won her the admiration of celebrities in California, politicians in Washington, and the indigenous communities she worked alongside in Honduras. It also earned her powerful enemies. On a new podcast from Bloomberg Green, Blood River follows a four-year quest to find Berta Caceres' killers. Join journalist Monty Real and the team from Bloomberg Green as they untangle false leads and mishandled evidence, taking listeners deep into a sector of international development that's marked by high-level corruption and rampant violence. Blood River debuts Monday, July 27th on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.